0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast, followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 16, Chapter 187. The sick are healed by contact with his body. While the body of our Holy Father lay on its bier, people were talking everywhere about his extraordinary deeds, predictions, and miracles, among those who had themselves witnessed and experienced them, or had learned of them from reliable witnesses. As they were now talking, new wonders were being added to those already known. Augustino de Magistris, a Roman, who had been suffering for nearly seven years from ulcers on his neck and could not be cured by any medical skill. There were two ulcers on his neck of which the one on the left side had risen to the point that it affected his mouth. From this much matter used to flow, mingled blood and pus Which sickened those who saw it oozing out. When Augustino heard that a holy man who was famous for miracles had died in our house, he came straight to our church, got close to the bier, and fell on his knees. He venerated the sacred body, then rose from his prayer and kissed the dead hand, assuring himself that he was bound to be cured by touching it. His devotion was not unrewarded for as he touched the hand of the blessed man to his neck where the infection lay he was immediately cured his younger sister margarita had been suffering from the same complaint for six years altogether and was brought to the church by her mother however they were caught up in such a crowd they were hardly able to get through to the holy body, until the mother picked up her daughter and forced her way through to reach the bier. She applied the hand of the dead man to one of the affected parts, but was unable to reach the other part, because Philip's chalice was in the way, as well as the crowd, and a noblewoman was also pushing in she found that the whole infection had departed from the side that had been touched, while the other side, which Philip's hand had not touched, was not cured. Their father, Alessandro, who was over 60 years old, had suffered for two months from a discharge from his head flowing into his eyes. In the evening, he could not even bear the sight of lighted torches. He was afraid that the continuous flow of liquid would cause him to lose his sight, and so came to see Philip's body and put his hand to his eyes. As he did so, he began to feel better at once, and soon afterwards recovered from his complaint entirely, with no further medical attention. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, choices of priests, heart of fire, vessel of the Holy Ghost. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. In tonight's reading, we hear about one family, and it's a family of people that are suffering. There's a brother and a sister, Augustino and Margarita, and they both have these ulcers on their necks, now, their mother seems to have nothing wrong with her. The mother is the one that brings the daughter, but the mother's husband, Alessandro, he's got eye troubles. So the De Magistris families has not great health. And St. Philip is dead. His body is there. And yet, who can deny that was an eyewitness that these three members of this one family were cured by the touch of St. Philip's hand, that hand which had said so many masses, that hand which had heard so many confessions and blessed people with it during the confession, those hands which had done so much to heal and encourage people to baptize, to anoint, to pray, Those holy hands which were anointed at Philip's ordination. Those hands which had been used for greater miracles than we hear tonight. For those were the hands through which the power of the Holy Spirit flowed into the bread and the wine and transformed them into the body and blood of Christ. There's no greater change, no more greater miraculous change. Than transubstantiation. And if God could use human hands and a human voice to work that change, why can't He use human hands to do much smaller changes, like taking away an ulcer from a neck? Even human medicine can do that. But what we hear tonight with Augustino's cure is that it was immediate. He touched his hands to his neck and was immediately cured. But his sister, poor sister, she only got half of her ulcers cured. The only side that was cured was the side that touched Philip's hand. And then her father, he was cured of his eye problem, but not immediately. He afterwards, soon afterwards, recovered. So you have an immediate complete change with Augustino, you have a somewhat immediate but partial cure with the sister, and you get a gradual cure with the father. Now we know from the scriptures that whenever Jesus cured someone in body, it was always a sign of a greater cure, a spiritual cure. Christ did not come primarily to heal us in body. At least in this life. That's why he did relatively few miracles. But the ones he did do were signs. Signs of a greater healing, a greater curing. The curing of our souls from sin. And so in this one family tonight, after the death of St. Philip, that had so many illnesses, let us take courage. 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 That God can love and take care of families that have lots of problems. This was a family with a lot of physical problems. But that's a sign of families with great spiritual problems. And God still takes an interest in us. And God can use even dead, lifeless instruments for his healing if he wants. And let us also take courage if our families have problems. That God does not always take care of the problems in the same way with each of the people at the same time. He did not treat Augustino and Margarita and Alessandro exactly the same. Their maladies had slightly different cures in their timing, in their extent. And so the various spiritual problems that we have and the various spiritual problems that our families have will be taken care of by the Lord in slightly different ways, with slightly different time periods, according to his wisdom, according to what he knows best. And so tonight, let us put our families into the hands of Jesus. Those hands of St. Philip were a sign of the hands of Jesus, the real physician of our souls and body. And so we entrust our family and all of our physical and spiritual diseases, we entrust them to Jesus. And we ask him to take care of these problems in his time, in his way, as he knows best. And if he leaves us, you and I, if he leaves you and I with some of our weaknesses, if he leaves our family members with some of their spiritual weaknesses, he does so because he's trying to teach people other lessons. If there's someone that you know who drives you crazy or there's someone whose fault really disturbs you. You say, Lord, why are you not taking that away right away? Why have you only partially taken that away? We must turn our gaze to ourselves. We have to examine our conscience. God leaves people with faults to show us ourselves like in a mirror. A great mercy to us. Or sometimes he leaves faults in other people so that we can practice patience with each other. And if there are faults and spiritual illnesses in our own soul that we wish we could get rid of and we can't get rid of right away, and we have to put up with them, then St. Philip tells us, if we have to put up with things in ourselves that we can't change, and we'd like to, we should put up with things in other people that we can't seem to change. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.